and welcome to the May 2022 edition of the What's On Reading podcast and we're trying something new. We're uh, we're mixing things up, we've got a new format um, and uh, we'll see how this all works out and instead of getting three people together to talk about things, we're going to focus a bit more about what's coming up this month and uh, because of the way the bank holidays are working this year, we're considering that this month continues pretty much into the first week and the first weekend of June because that's what should be the uh, the end of May bank holiday has become the Jubilee double bank holiday weekend. So uh, needless to say, we may end up talking a little bit about what Reading is doing for the Jubilee. Uh, the person who will be talking about that and, and plenty of other stuff coming up in Reading is Lucy from Reading Borough Council. Hello, Lucy. Hello. We're backstage at the Hexagon because I happen to be in the office for once. So we're actually in one of the dressing rooms. We're surrounded by those mirrors with lights around them. It's really quite fancy. Backstage feels like a suitable place to be talking about what's going on in arts and culture, though. So uh, it feels quite apt. So there is plenty coming up in May. And as editor of the What's On Reading website, I'm privy to seeing pretty much everything that's coming up. But uh, uh, I will have a bit of an editor's pick and some highlights that I've chosen that I think uh, are worth your attention. But first, we'll talk to Lucy about her highlights and what she thinks are, are definitely worth your attention. I, I guess the best way to start with that, Lucy, is, is telling our listeners a bit about your role. I'm the Events and Engagement Manager for the Council and I'm responsible for the delivery of council-led events, um, things that we'll come to later like the Children's Festival and Waterfest. But I, I also have the privilege to work with a lot of different community um, and charity groups on sort of helping and advising them on best practice around event delivery across the town as well. Obviously, we've got some seasoned pros that don't really need that much help. No, the people who come back year in, yeah. year out. Um, I'm thinking of like Sasata, the open air theatre people yeah. and, uh, and, and, and obviously those those kind of in I guess local organizations like like rabble and like uh, progress who do open air theater in the summer as well um, yeah I get to work with lots of the theater groups as well and and yes we're really we're really lucky that we get such a good theater program during the summer months especially as, as you've pointed out in the open air which is which is a really lovely thing for Reading. Yeah, absolutely. And just uh, wonderful surroundings to be doing it in as well. It is, um, yeah. the, the Abbey Ruins and, and Cavisham Court Gardens are just... Uh, you couldn't ask for better scenery. You couldn't build better scenery. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously there's lots of other stuff that, that comes up. You know, we get concerts and, and festivals in, in our parks and it's astonishing the amount of stuff that isn't really council run but has to come through the council to even happen <laughs> yeah definitely I mean I think a lot of groups are used to working with lots of different teams across the council to help them with event delivery when it comes to sort of booking the park and open space through to advice on health and safety and then obviously through to yourself around promotion as well so no it, it's really good that we like to get involved and, and understand what people are doing and 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 try and help them and support them but a lot of them know exactly what they're doing yes yeah. and uh, I dare say there are some places around the country where they they don't quite get the same amount of hands-on and help and encouragement that they get from from RBC because uh, you know culture is such a, a key part of the town's output and the town's identity at least uh, I like to think so um, <laughs> as you already said there's there's plenty of stuff that is kind of run by or at least sort of led by by yourselves and, and, and your team and that that starts in May throughout May with the children's festival 
Yes, that's right. So um, this is our 33rd anniversary of the event and um, it's three weeks of different events and activities, taster sessions, performances taking place across the borough. It starts with Forbury Fiesta, which is our big launch event, obviously in the Forbury Gardens and lots of different groups come on board to, to help us celebrate the start of the festival. We talked last month on the podcast to quite some depth about the the biscuit town celebrations and i know that children's festival is is kind of tying into that as well it is yeah we're theming the whole festival around biscuits so you can expect at forbury fiesta the chance to make your own biscuit hat and take take part in a biscuit parade we've also got lots of different biscuit related activities and workshops that you can take part in as well and even um, a mad hatter's tea party taking place well, that sounds just wonderful. Hats, biscuits, tea, all things I enjoyed. Um, <laughs> we had you on the podcast around about this time last year talking about Waterfest, which which last year was, was all tied in with the 900th anniversary of the Abbey, but this year is, is tied in with a very different celebration, isn't it? Yes, we made the decision to move Waterfest to the earlier date of the beginning of June to coincide with the Platinum Jubilee. So that's going to be sort of our flagship event for the Jubilee celebrations on Saturday the 4th of June. And again, expect lots of different activities and events. We're running three different stages on the day. I'm very happy that the floating stage is back, so we'll be doing that again. And again, lots of different arts workshops um, come along and do some different crafts. We've got a quilt making workshop as well as part of that, as well as the usual boat boat parade duck race of course the duck race you cannot uh, exactly. not have the duck race <laughs> so yeah expect sort of all your favorites but a few jubilee related activities as well yes well i mean that, last year i remember we had queen elizabeth the first walking around waterfest yes. um i don't think i can't expect we're actually going to get queen elizabeth the second visiting though are we <laughs> even though she only lives down the road <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately not but there may be some familiar faces that pop up so we'll see yes. well that'll be very nice of course that's not the only sort of jubilee the only thing that we're doing to celebrate the jubilee and this month sort of the council did announce quite a quite a varied program of events yes that's right children's festival sort of ends on the jubilee weekend so there'll be more children's festival related fun not just on biscuits but on the jubilee as well and um, you can expect especially the reading libraries and our children's centers are running lots of different activities that link in with the jubilee we're also really happy that we've um got 57 street parties taking place across the town and which is a record, record. Isn't it? yes <laughs> yes i believe 2012 was the previous highest amount and that was only in the early 30s so this is a huge leap and we're really wow. really excited about that and then Thursday the 2nd of June we'll see um, a beacon lighting ceremony taking place in Chapter House within the Abbey Ruins. Due to the restrictions around that site we've had to ticket the event. Yes, a small number of people will be lucky enough to see that. We'll have the Reading Male Voice Choir singing and also a piper from the Reading Scottish Pipe Band performing on the night. Because it's so restricted we will be live streaming it so please join us online um, to, to mark the start of our Jubilee celebrations. Then we go into the Friday, so Friday the 3rd of June, we have a Jubilee tribute concert taking place in the Abbey Ruins, and you can expect to see 
tribute acts of Queen, Ed Sheeran, George Michael and the Beatles that night. Well, they couldn't not be Queen. Well, exactly. For Jubilee <laughs> tribute. Um, although, uh, as I, I think I said to you in an email once, uh, we've missed a trick not having ABBA in the Abbey. So well, I think I think we may have to work on that for, for, for another year. Because, I mean, that just, it writes itself, doesn't it? Does. It does. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've never really had something. I mean, obviously, we have down at the Abbey yeah. once a year, but mm-hmm. but never something that's quite quite like that, you know. <laughs> no, no, we were trying to think of doing something that was a real celebration for the weekend that would bring people together, just to have a really lovely time. And we thought, what better than getting a Queen tribute act, really, into the Abbey? <laughs> so, um, yes, tickets are on sale for that, and we just hope we can get as many people down to, to join in the big party, really. Oh, absolutely. And um, having bands, or at least, you know, tributes to bands, playing songs that we all know and love, that... that makes it a lot more accessible for everyone uh, this is no disrespect mm-hmm. to down at the abbey because uh, it's it's a wonderful festival but the music is is for people who like a certain type of music i i can't help but think at times um and i'm probably saying more than i should right now <laughs> but but yeah it's that it's that kind of the collective consciousness of our musical uh, memory that brings people together and it's it's it is icons like queen and like the Beatles and like George Michael and Ed Sheeran. I mean, that's that's basically four decades yeah. or four different decades worth of our collective musical heritage. Yes, definitely, and I think that's that's really um, one of the positives is that it should appeal to people from from all decades, really, and it's a real family event. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's what you've got going on. Yes, but oh. I've missed one thing. Oh, okay. I got to the Saturday being Waterfest. On the Sunday is the National Big Lunch campaign that the Eden Project started. And that's just encouraging everyone into their parks and open spaces to get together with their community, have a picnic and just have a really lovely time. To support that, um, as the last event for Children's Festival, we have the Trinity Concert Band coming into the Forbury Gardens and they'll be performing in the bandstand throughout that afternoon with some specially created tunes for really for the kids and families so it's a it's a children's concert that one and we just hope again free for all so come on down and um just get together with people have a picnic and enjoy that sounds lovely that's what you've got coming up yeah but is there anything else coming up this month in reading that's sort of caught your eye I think June's June's amazing. It starts to get really, really busy and there's lots of things coming up. You've got your annual events like East Reading Festival coming up, yep. but also um, Stories in the Park, which um, has happened for a couple of years now at Palmer Park, uh, which again has got a really good following now. They've got some really good DJs booked. So again, check that one out. I think that will be really interesting. And the annual um, Blue Collar Festival event will be taking place as part of the Jubilee celebrations um, on the 4th of June as well. Again, a big street food event and festival. So, so yeah, please, I'd check out both of those, definitely. Yeah, Blue Collar do so much to, to celebrate the culture of food in, in Reading, which is why I think we can get away with calling, can, having them in an arts and culture website, because it's not just about eating, it's about celebrating food, and, and that's what they do so well. Mm-hmm. I've been to Blue Collar Corner a few times now, and it's just, it's such a, a nice nice place and so well done blue collar you're doing a bang up job which i guess now takes us on to what i've kind of got uh highlighted 
coming up in the month. And there's a, a little bit of a, a, a good sort of segue. There's a lot of great theatre coming up this month, one of which is Reading Rep's reimagining of A Midsummer Night's Dream that, that runs pretty much throughout May and into the Jubilee weekend. And it's got a Jubilee twist to the production. Six actors coming together to do some sort of Jubilee celebrations in Reading and and the story kind of evolves from there. And it's going to be a fantastic production and it's it's the last one of, of their current season. They've just announced their, their next season to start up in, uh, uh, in the autumn to celebrate 10 years of Reading Rep. And uh, they've got some, some wonderful stuff coming up later this year, but absolutely a bit of Shakespeare to, to, to sign things off for the 21 to 22 season is, is absolutely wonderful. And, and lots of other theatre coming up this month as well. And I'm going to have to mention uh, Sainsbury Singers, uh, who are finally bringing ch- their production of Chess. It was supposed to happen in 2020. Obviously, for, for reasons we all know about, it didn't. So they're bringing that, that wonderful musical about the Cold War and playing chess and songs by Tim Rice and, and Benny and Bjorn from ABBA that uh, we all know so well. Wink. So that's going to be uh, fantastic. And we get our first new Sightlines production of the year later in May as well. All of this information can be found, of course, on whatsonreading.com. But the uh, the other highlight for me, and this is something that, that kind of got brought to my attention quite recently, one thing that, that we love here at What's On Reading is, is getting art and culture and heritage in as many places and accessible places as possible. And there's an exhibition, an art exhibition, at the Fisherman's Cottage from local artists called A Walk Along the Kennet. And uh, it's it's wonderful pieces of art from the, the kind of... All saying what A Walk Along the Kennet means to them. So uh, it's the same people who were doing all the celebratory art around the uh, the last gas tower. It's, it's just, you know, you go into a pub and suddenly you're in an art gallery at the same time. And that seems to me what sums up Reading's art and culture <laughs> approach in, in one small sentence, I think. It's, it's just great, and, and that's free to view, and that's, that's up till, till the end of the month. And there's so much more going on that uh, if I start to bring out any more highlights, then, then it'll look like I'm just uh, deliberately missing people out rather than choosing people. So I don't want to do that. So I think that kind of wraps things up. But before we go, I just need to, A, say thank you for your time today, Lucy. Thank you for joining us. Um, and you mentioned uh, before about the, the support that RBC gives to, to people who want to put things on in Reading and, and indeed any other support for the arts and cultural community. And how can people get in touch with you for that sort of support? Yeah, probably the best way would be to pop me an email at events at reading.gov.uk and just send over a bit of information about what it is you're trying to do and any ideas you've got, and then I can sort of point you in the right direction. It's probably the best way. Excellent. Well, you heard it here, maybe not first, but you heard it here definitively. So enjoy May, enjoy whatever it is you go to, whatever you see, you do, you sing along to, and we'll be back in June to talk about what's happening in June in Reading and don't forget to subscribe.